Good morning, all listeners. It's Sunday, October 29th, 2023. It is 7.58 a.m. Pacific time, and this is episode 290 of Ball Talk with Boogie and the Baron. Ah, Boogie! And I am the Baron, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Sunday, fun day. It's another beautiful morning out here in Las Vegas. We bring to you episode 290 here live from Studio J in Henderson. How are we doing today, Boogs? Oh, Boogie's doing well. We're looking at a very, very sharp card today. Uh, But uh, yeah, man, Uh, full moon out there today. And uh, we came out here bright and early and looking forward to another prosperous day. A lot of sports action over the weekend. Um, we looked at the uh, Diamondbacks in a route last night over the Rangers to tie up the series. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of action going on all over the place in the sports world. Uh, we had a amazing day of sports action all day yesterday. Some crazy college football games. Uh, oh, yeah. Some upsets, some near upsets. Yep. This world is wacky with all of this college football going on, man. We have a lot to touch on on today's show. We have a five-pack of picks for the NFL on today's card. We also have a recap of college football, as well as Boogie and the Barons' inaugural college football playoff rankings, which you will hear today as well. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the World Series last night. A little NHL, but let's start, Boogie, as promised, with the NBA. They are about three games in, two games in, depending. Uh, Some teams have only played one game, but opening night was uh, last Tuesday, and most teams got a couple of games under their belt. And we can start by talking about Dame Dollar, who is the new point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, and he comes out with a 39-point performance in an opening game win. Milwaukee Bucks... 1-0. 1-0. Kate throws in 39. He's no longer a kid anymore. But, uh, nope. man, he uh, left Portland, and he came to a, a team that really was looking for that third player. And, uh, you know, Giannis was even talking about possibly leaving after this season. And uh, he got help where I think now uh, Lillard will be able to, I think, keep him with Milwaukee for uh, the time being. Yeah. Um, because I tell you what. He looks like he's going to be fitting in very well right now. It looks good. It's like a two uh, two horse uh, machine there with him and Giannis, and then you have Middleton hitting those threes, and Brooke Lopez out there, and Bobby Portis coming off the bench. This Milwaukee team, I know it's only been one game in, but they're looking like one of the better teams in all of basketball. One of four undefeated teams in the Eastern Conference. Big shout-out to two upstart um, franchises, the Orlando Magic and the Indiana Pacers. Both of them starting their seasons 2-0, those young teams. Indiana, Boogie, is number one in the league in scoring through two games, averaging 134 points a game. Yeah, why don't you grab them at plus 150 right now to win the NBA championship? Plus 150? Plus 150. Oh, yes. 150 to 1. Yes, 150 Okay, to I was like, plus 150? Yeah. What are they a favorite? No, 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 no. One, Scored. 150 to 1. They won 143 to 120, and then they won 125 to 113 over Cleveland the other night in Cleveland. Tyrese Halliburton, Benedict Matherin from Arizona, Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, Miles Turner, their starting five, with Buddy Heald, Aaron Neesmith, and Andrew Nemhart and TJ McConnell off the bench. 
Look out, everybody. The Pacers are looking like they're back, baby. We'll see what happens. Let's see what happens. I'm looking forward to that in-season tournament, which I actually have a little bit of an invite here. So I'm exciting. looking forward to seeing that out here in Las Vegas. Yeah, they have a little play-in tournament every Tuesday and Thursday game in the month of November. They'll play each other, and uh, they'll be like a round robin, and it's, it's going to be fun. It's Awesome. It's, Adam Silver also went back to East versus West. Yes, he did. Standard All-Star game now this year. No target score. East versus West. I think it'd be nice for him to sprinkle uh, to make it more competitive. The winner of the All-Star game should get home court in the NBA Finals. I think that mm. would really entice these guys to put together a game worth watching. Um, but yeah, uh, back to the old format. East versus West. No more draft. No more draft. LeBron and uh, you had, who, who was the other one? It was it Giannis. It was, was usually Giannis, Giannis or KD. Yeah. yeah, so we're looking at uh, going old school again. I, I honestly think, I, I know they were trying to get it a little bit more interesting for the fans. But uh, I like I like the old school way. Um, I agree, and I think it just defines it a little bit more. Um, I mean, yeah, you can go MLB, uh, but they changed the format as well uh, to see who was going to go ahead and get home field advantage as well for the World Series uh, that that way. But I definitely like East versus West again. And uh, going old school, of course. I'm old school. Yeah, I like that. You are old school. And I'm old school, too. I like uh, There's no school like the old school. That's right. The other undefeated team right now in the Eastern Conference is the Boston Celtics, who open up their season at 2-0 with wins against the Knicks and the Heat, Eastern Conference rivals. And uh, they have a bunch of new pieces as well, Boogs, getting Drew Holiday from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. He's their new point guard. No more Marcus Smart. Uh, no more Grant Williams. So it's, you got Porzingis though. Yeah, so they picked up Porzingis too. So they have a really good six man rotation going on. They 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 pick and choose if Horford or Derek White is going to start if they want to go big or small. Uh, so Horford or White is kind of like alternating on who's going to start, and then they have your four mainstays in Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis. They open the season two and zero, looking like the cream of the crop in the East again. Honestly, I think with Tatum's. Uh, Robin, I really like uh, Porzingis. He is looking like he probably is going to be that second go-to, the way yeah. he's been playing the last couple of games. Yep. Um, I look forward to seeing him. Obviously, you're going to have uh, Brown in there, of course, as the third uh, main player there. Uh, but look out uh, for Porzingis to have, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to help this Boston Celtics team mm-hmm. uh, go a long way this year. They look pretty good. I know we're only a week into the season, but uh, we also have four undefeated teams on the Western Conference side. And all these teams have fascinating stories. You have the defending champion Nuggets at 2-0. and You have Luka and Kyrie and the Mavs at 2-0. and you got Zion Williamson healthy. You remember when Zion got hurt last year, the Pelicans were third in the West, and they dropped all the way to the play-in tournament. Yep. A healthy Zion with Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum could lead to a playoff run for the Pelicans. And then you have the young, up-and-coming Oklahoma City Thunder, who have obviously a star in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And they got Chet Holmgren in his quote-unquote rookie season. That's right. Also 2-0. So four 2-0 teams in the West as well. And it's very fascinating to see those four teams, especially the Nuggets, who won the championship to be 2-0 to start the year. Yeah, uh, it was a nice uh, opening start for the champs. Uh, of course, uh, but Oklahoma City with Chet Holmgren uh, last year, unfortunately, after he got drafted, uh, got hurt before the season started. Uh, he missed out the entire season. Uh, so, yes, like you said, quote unquote, his rookie season will be now, and he looks pretty good. They actually have a matchup today of 2 0 teams at 12 30 today the Nuggets at the Thunder. 
Denver's a small three and a half point road favorite, and the over under is two twenty nine and a half. A battle of two and O teams right now, so that's an interesting one, and that's really um, that's really it. In the NBA. I mean, we're a week in, and uh, we wanted to touch on it, and that's kind of what's going on in that world. As we transition into the NHL, the NHL is most teams have played between seven and nine games so far. And when you look at the standings early on, um, undefeated teams left. The Boston Bruins, seven wins, zero losses, and an OT loss for 15 points, number one in the East. And um, no undefeated team. Well, Vegas is technically still undefeated, 8-0-1. So no regulation losses for the Knights. They beat the Kings last night. In so, a shootout. So they are 8-0-1, 17 points, leading point getters in the NHL right now. They uh, do not miss a beat with Aiden Hill now, the star of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs last year uh, in goal. Uh, and, of course, they kept the starter that began the season last year, Logan Thompson, and he was uh, filling in last night. And, uh, man, they really haven't missed a beat. No. Uh, as long as they can stay healthy, I think this team has a real, real good shot to repeat yeah. and uh, take it take it to the next level. This team is really on fire. They like each other. Uh, we have a lot of information being here, of course, from Vegas. Yeah. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing another great uh, season out of the Knights and be able to bring home another championship for this city. The Golden Knights currently have a five-point lead on the Colorado Avalanche in the Western Conference for the number one seed, only nine games in. Colorado's in second with 12 points, and then the Canucks and the Kings also with double-digit points, 11 and 10 respectively. The East is a little bit more balanced with multiple teams with double-digit points. The Boston Bruins, obviously very well noted last year, the best regular season record of all time, just to lose in seven games of the Florida Panthers in the opening round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. You also have the New York Rangers up there, who are a mainstay in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, come April, May, June area. Uh, the Maple Leafs, um, not a surprise. A good, uh, I think hockey's really good when the Detroit Red Wings and the Montreal Canadiens are good. And right now they're off to really good starts, both with 11 points. And then you round off the uh, the top of the East with the Lightning and the Hurricanes. So a lot going on and a lot of games left to be played. I mean, we're like an eighth of the way into the season. Yeah. So we have a lot of time to go here. But uh, Keep this in mind as well. No team from Canada has won since the Canadians in 93. That's crazy. So uh, this year I think they also have the All-Star game is going to be in Toronto. So like that's that. pretty exciting. Um, of course, we just had it here in Vegas, and so we're looking forward to seeing a, a great season ahead. Yeah. Um, we've really gotten into it, especially since the Knights have uh, are out here, and we're looking forward to a great uh, NHL season. We'll see if the Golden Knights can repeat as Stanley Cup champs, and we will revisit that among many other sports topics throughout the year here as we really get rolling. Uh, but yes, NHL and NBA both underway. Boogie, we have college basketball starting in about seven days. Monday the 6th. Let's go! We will start uh, talking college baskets here pretty soon. Um, But I would like to uh, transition to the World Series. As last night, the Diamondbacks snake bit the Rangers. No pun intended. No pun. 9-1, 16 hits to 4. A great outing by Merrill Kelly and Jordan Montgomery for the first time this postseason got touched up a lot. Um, They could not figure this out. And the Diamondbacks 
even up the World Series at 1-1, heading to Arizona for three straight games with a chance to win three at home and win the World Series, man. Yeah, it was a really impressive game yesterday. We were all over the Rangers yesterday, so unfortunately, yeah. that was our, our game that we uh, got heartbroken from, 9-1, yep. uh, as the uh, Rangers do take the big loss yesterday. Now they head out to Arizona uh, for a game that they're, it, I think it's going to be an important game for both teams. See who can take uh, take that first step towards the World Series. You need four in this one. You got now four games, five games left. Yeah. And uh, the Diamondbacks looked really good yesterday. I still like the Rangers though uh, yeah. with their their hitting. Uh, I think their pitching's a little bit better, uh, but we'll see what happens. Max Scherzer. Against Brandon Fott. Tomorrow, uh, game three in Arizona, 5.03 on Fox. Scherzer and Fott. Right now, it's a pick em boogie. Arizona minus 110. Texas Rangers minus 110. Over under is nine runs. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're going to also look at playing uh, the way the Diamondbacks really play. If you watch them, they play a lot of small ball. I mean, they smart, s- smart baseball. They from, steal bases. They, they steal. They defense. bunt. They bunt in players over, uh, getting players in, in scoring position. Yeah. Uh, timely hitting. Um, you know where the Rangers are more uh, or less uh, living and dying, and, and it goes again with the American League and the way that uh, we follow the Yankees, of course, mm-hmm. even the Red Sox uh, back in the day yeah. uh, with power hitting, and that's exactly what the Rangers have had uh, with the Diamondbacks. It's more been. Great defense, uh, small ball, bunting players over, hitting opposite field, moving players and runners over to the next base. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. And we, we've got a, a great pitching matchup, of course, next next game. We'll see what happens. The Diamondbacks remind me of the Kansas City Royals in 2015. Very much small ball, steal a lot of bases, bunt guys over. Not big home run hitters, hit, hit base hits and mm-hmm. win that way and pitch well. And that's what they're doing. Merrill Kelly threw a gem last night, and uh, the Rangers could not touch him. And then that combined with the Diamondbacks being able to just orchestrate different ways to score runs. Series is tied 1-1. We head to Arizona for game number three tomorrow. Well, Boogs, as we go into college football now, before we unleash our Boogie and the Barons inaugural college football playoff rankings... We can go over kind of what happened yesterday, and it was uh, cream rises to the top as the top five teams, with Michigan being idle, four of the five teams played, and all four top five teams that played won. Uh, Georgia by 23 over Florida, Ohio State by 14 over Wisconsin, Florida State by a lot over Wake Forest, and Washington by nine at Stanford. So all top five teams still undefeated. Yeah, um, I mean, cream does rise to the top. Georgia looks uh, obviously really strong again. Haven't uh, haven't lost in a long time. Uh, Ohio State obviously takes care of business on the road against Wisconsin. Uh, obviously, we're going to see what happens with Michigan playing Ohio State at some point this year, and then we've got Florida State and Washington. And that Pac-12 gauntlet, Washington's still going to have to play a couple of really good teams. Oh, yeah. So we'll see if Michael Penix and his uh, Washington Huskies can take care of business. Florida State on the other side. ACC has been definitely been down this year. Taking full uh, advantage. North Carolina loses again yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we thought that Florida State, North Carolina would come down to them too. But it looks like Florida State's going to run away with this team. This conference, um, unfortunately for... 
Clemson fans, Clemson loses again yesterday. Four and four. They're four and four. So uh, that that conference is definitely down with Florida State. Um, obviously, you do have a Louisville team, though, correct? Yeah. And Louisville is in there. Yes, they uh, are. So Florida State, Louisville, maybe uh, we'll see if uh, one of those two teams can come out of that top five into the playoff. Yeah, Louisville. Uh... Louisville has a chance as a one-loss team. North Carolina lost again yesterday at home to Georgia Tech. Their second loss in as many weeks. And then Duke lost to Louisville to get their third loss. Um, Oregon State lost late last night to Arizona, so they will drop. Um, and then Oregon just beat the snot out of Utah, 35-6. to Oregon gives Utah its first home loss in the last 80 games. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And uh, that Oregon team now looks forward to jumping a couple of teams here to be able to get closer and closer to that top four. And man, with that front, that front four, front five, uh, that defense is looking really good. Bo Nix, got to give it up to him. He has just been unbelievable. Uh, and uh, transferring over from Auburn, mm-hmm. you got to say Oregon looks really good right now. The Red River teams uh, had a tale of two stories yesterday. Texas, with a backup quarterback, beat BYU 35-6. to They handled their business. Upset of the day yesterday, though, Boogs, Oklahoma, number six, undefeated, going on the road. They lost to Kansas 38-33. Big-time upset there. Yeah, uh, Dylan Gabriel did not look good again yesterday, and that uh, defense, of course, I know they were on the road, but they were playing a backup quarterback. Oklahoma, no excuse to lose that game yesterday. Nope. And uh, they did not come out very well. Uh, They did uh, wake up in the second quarter, but again, could not score in the second half, really. Only getting six points in the third, six in the fourth. I just noticed something. We pre-typed out our rankings, and I already maybe want to consider a change Uh before we announce it. Do you see Kansas's record? Yeah, yeah, it's a big win for them. I mean, six and two. It's a big win. They lost at Texas and at Oklahoma State. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep it the same. We're gonna keep it the same. I, I, I would. I saw that because because just a little teaser. We do not have Kansas in our top twenty-five. But oh, but you know what? I like it because, no, we're not going to give it out yet, but the 25th team we do have beat Kansas. Yeah. So that's good. Okay. Never mind. I got excited. I'm, I, we typed this up. We dove into it. We crunched numbers. And I looked at – I looked at, I did not realize Kansas was 6-2 and two with a win over Oklahoma. I'm like, oh, shit. You might have them in the top 25, though, because I know we put uh, teams of, uh, of maybe of other notes, uh, you know, notable wins or whatever. Kansas State was put in. Uh, Kansas with, State is it? Yes. So we'll we'll go through it. Kansas will be right on the fringe of being in our top twenty-five. We'll see if the committee agrees with us or not. Um, Penn State took care of business. 33 to twenty-four wasn't necessarily pretty. Um, it was a close game um, throughout, and Penn State escapes with a victory. Um, another one-loss team yesterday that looked good was Ole Miss. 33 to 7. They dominated Vanderbilt to get to 7 and 1. Notre Dame was another team that looked good yesterday, too. Books 58 to 7 over Pitt. Yeah, that's a, a big time win for Notre Dame. Uh, Pittsburgh somehow, someway beat uh, Louisville, I believe it was, earlier in the season. Uh, Notre Dame to be able to come back after taking care of business against UCLA or uh, USC. Uh, very, very impressive with Notre Dame. 
Obviously, you got Sam Hartman over there, and uh, that was a big-time blowout for Notre Dame. Big-time blowout for Notre Dame. They will be on the rise in our rankings for sure. You had LSU and Missouri were idle. We touched on North Carolina losing, Louisville beating Duke. Air Force stayed undefeated with a 30-13 win. That was impressive. And then the back half of the top 25 all won with Tennessee, Tulane, UCLA, USC, and James Madison all collecting wins. Scariest one was the USC game. 50-49. to uh, Cal scored a touchdown and went for two to try to win the game. They didn't get it. UCLA, I mean, USC escapes. They're seven and two, fifty to forty nine. Yeah, you're at home. I mean, I I don't know. I I, I just the way USC's pl- defense is playing, you might have even gotten a, a closer uh, a closer chance to win if you kicked the extra point. However, they went for the gusto. They didn't get it. USC holds on to win fifty to forty nine. But against a California team. That Berkeley school is only known mainly right now for students and uh, very smart kids over there. USC's defense is just abominable right now. And this is something that Lincoln Riley is going to really need to to press on and and get on the offseason. I'm hearing even rumors that Caleb Williams may not even want to play for the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, they're going to sit him the rest of the so year. So that he can uh, make sure that he doesn't get hurt to be the number one player drafted in <laughs> April. Um, I mean, I, I personally, I mean, you, you take out some, some million-dollar lawsuit or million-dollar insurance policies. I'm not doing that if I'm Caleb Williams. <laughs> um, but, you know, this is the sign of the times right now for the way these kids think. Um, obviously, they're all in it for themselves. Yep. Um, and, and, of course, that defense, though, needs to be shored up by next year. I agree 100%. And USC, it doesn't get any easier. They host Washington next week, which is looking like the game of the week. Washington, USC next week, Boogie. LSU, Alabama is another really good one for next week. Um, and we have Bedlam, Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. That'll mm-hmm. be fun. Missouri, Georgia, big game there. Um, so next week. Kansas State and Texas, another good one. A lot of games now for as you know, time is going on. We're going into week 10. We only got about five games left for That's these it. teams. Four or five games left. So we'll see how everything shakes out. Um, let's go into it. We, uh, we, we promised this, and we wanted to give it, and we're doing it. Um, we're looking at right now Boogie and the Barons' inaugural college football playoff rankings, baby. No need to tune into ESPN on Tuesday night. You got us here on a Sunday to give it to you early. Ignore the mothership. Ignore the mothership and just tune into Ball Talk and you can get all the information you need. Boogie, we can start from the bottom up. Tell the world. Who the number 25 team is in the college football playoff ranking. I got to go number 25 with the Okie Pokies, the Oklahoma State Cowboys, coming in at 6-2. and two. Nice win for them yesterday. I like Oklahoma State at number 25. Oklahoma State, number 25, four consecutive victories in Big 12 play against Kansas State, Kansas, West Virginia, and Cincinnati. And they killed Cincinnati yesterday. Their two losses on the season were South Alabama at home. That's not great. And at Iowa State. But right now in the Big 12 standings, Oklahoma is tied for first in a five-way tie with Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Kansas State. Yeah. 
Holy cow. Yeah. That is mind-blowing. Two teams got to come out of that, and we'll see if Oklahoma State can right the ship. Remember, next week, big game at home, Bedlam against Oklahoma State. Maybe that's what Oklahoma State, uh, Oklahoma did yesterday. They looked ahead to Bedlam, and they, they fell. They could have. They could have. I mean, again, this is a lot of a lot of pressure on some of these schools. Uh, you do have a, uh, a team, though, like Oklahoma State, that can definitely take well big-time advantage of, of that situation. 100% agree, my brother. Twenty Number 24 in Boogie and the Barons' inaugural playoff rankings is an undefeated group of uh, uh, group of five school out of the Sun Belt. James Madison, 8-0. James Madison, 8-0. Hasn't lost a game. Um, notable wins for them. They beat South Alabama. They won at Marshall, won at Utah State, won at Troy, won at Virginia. Can only play who you play. They're a smaller, uh, smaller school. And correct if I'm wrong, is James Madison not even eligible for a bowl game? James Madison is not eligible for a bowl game as this is their second season now in the FBS uh, or FCS, right? FBF, SCS. FBS. FCS is the D2, D1AA. Which is what they came from. And uh, they, they actually have had a lawsuit uh, last week that they had come yeah. out with, uh, tried to appeal to try to be able to be bowl eligible and this year. That, and they? they did lose. Yes, they wow. did lose it. Um, it's more or less to just be able to get comfortable with the conferences, uh, with the students, uh, being able to uh, – athletic students to be able to just enjoy mm-hmm. the next the next uh, conference jump. And then next year they'll be eligible. Uh, but they did try to appeal and they lost. So with them not eligible for a bowl, um, just in case anybody's wondering, the top-rated group of five school – in the college football playoff rankings, will get a New Year's Six bowl game. And with James Madison being out of the mix, it looks like it's a two-horse race between Tulane and and Air Air Force. Force. And that brings us to number 23 on our rankings, the Tulane Green Wave. Yep, the Green Wave come in uh, at 7-1. They beat uh, Rice, squeaked out a game yesterday against Rice 30-28. Uh, they are looking like they are going to be able to stay at that top 25 after yesterday's win. And, uh, again, a smaller school, uh, not very impressive to be able to play against the big schools. But yeah. we will see what happens with them later on in the season. Tulane is 7-1. and one. Their one loss was a 37-20 loss to Ole Miss, and they've beaten everybody else. They are in the midst of a three-way tie atop the American right now with SMU and UTSA. They get UTSA at home the day after Thanksgiving, and they don't have SMU on their schedule. So they will probably play SMU in the American Conference Championship game. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see who comes out of that one. We go back to USC at number 22. Um, you know, just haven't been impressed with their defense, but with star power, with Caleb Williams, and them being 5-1 and one in the Pac-12, I mean, when you look at this, they're right now second in the Pac-12 still. Um, but although the last, I'd say the last like five weeks, six weeks even, um, you know, they came out hot. Doubling up San Jose State, killing Nevada, and crushing Stanford. But ever since then, 14-point win in Arizona State, sneaked out, sneaked out at Colorado, triple overtime to Arizona, and then lost games to Notre Dame and Utah, and then a 50-49 to win at Cal. Have not been impressed, and it's not going to get any easier for USC. This is where we're really going to find out who they really are, because they play three teams that are currently in 
the uh, top 25 of our rankings. Washington, Oregon, and UCLA to end the season. They got two losses right now. I could see them not winning another game for the rest of the season. Yeah. They got to play at home next week, big time, against Washington and Michael Penix. Uh, man, it's it sucks that they uh, are, did not take care of business because that would have been an awesome to see Caleb Williams Heisman watch against Michael Penix. Yep. But they uh, they play against and host Washington next week. Then the following week, they go up to Eugene to play Oregon. And then they finish off against their in-state rival with UCLA. Yep, These are three games that I believe they can really lose outright. I agree 100%. And that would really suck for them because then if they finish at 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four, um, and they don't get a – you know, big time bowl game. If they end up in like the Meineke Car Care Bowl, mm. Caleb Williams probably isn't going to play in that game. Oh, probably not. And no. I know lose the bowl game too. Right, absolutely. So USC comes in at number twenty-two. New to the rankings that weren't in the top twenty-five of the AP last week is Kansas State. We uh, Boogie and I put Kansas State at twenty-one. Um, him and I talked about Kansas State. Uh, they're a part of that log jam atop the Big Twelve Conference. Um, but when you look at their uh, their losses. Three-point loss at Missouri at the gun, a 60-yard field goal, and then a loss at Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Um, They've beaten everybody else. They're on a three-game winning streak, and they blanked Houston yesterday 41-0. Remember, Kansas State is the defending Big 12 champions. Remember last year they beat TCU in the Big 12 title game, and TCU still got in. That's right. Kansas State ended up getting a bigger bowl game. But Kansas State, last couple years they've been in – uh, New Year's Six Bowls, a uh, Sugar Bowl appearance and a Fiesta Bowl appearance mm-hmm. the last two years. They are now setting up nicely, depending on how it goes. Big game at Texas next week can be a tall tale sign of what's going to happen for Kansas State this season. And this defense is playing unbelievable. They just shut out Houston, who gave Texas a big-time uh, game last week. Yeah. Uh, that was a tough game for Texas. And then Kansas State shut out Houston at home yesterday, 41-0. to The week before that... They took care of business at home against TCU, 41-3. to So now they got to play Texas. So this is going to be a big-time game for Kansas State. They play on the road at Texas. We still don't know uh, who's going to be quarterbacking next week for Texas, but it looks like it might be the uh, the redshirt freshman uh, that's going to be playing there just like they played yesterday. And we're looking at a Kansas State team, though, that scored 82 points to three to their opponents the last two weeks. Kansas State is on the uptick right now, an opportunity right in front of the Wildcats as they go to Texas next week in a big-time game for their season. Now, all these teams that we're talking about on the back half of this top 25, they don't really have a realistic shot at a playoff. They're more competing for conference championships and New Year's Six Bowls. Once we get to the top 11, that's when we'll really dive into this. Number 20 on our rankings, though, is the UCLA Bruins. Chip Kelly's team is doing it with defense, my friend. They beat Colorado yesterday 28-16, a 42-7 win against Stanford. They've won two in a row. UCLA comes in number 20 in our rankings at 6-2 and two right now and 3-2 and two in, the, in the Pac-12, which is loaded. Yeah, another tough game for George, uh, Shador Sanders yesterday, 217 yards and one touchdown. Garbers threw in two touchdowns for one pick with 269 yards. Uh, great day for that defense from UCLA. And uh, we look forward to seeing, obviously, they got a few games that they got to come up with uh, to be able to take care of business in their conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we got them at number 20. Number 20, and just to note, their two losses were at Utah 14-7 to and at Oregon State 36-24. to Nothing to write home about whatsoever for the Bruins. 
We go into the teens now. Number 19 on our rankings here is an SEC squad. The Tennessee Volunteers behind Joe Milton at quarterback. Playing very well this year. Um, their only losses are at Florida and at Alabama. And they come in at 6-2, and 3-2 uh, and two in the SEC East, which obviously everybody knows that's going to go to Georgia if they beat Missouri next week. But nonetheless, Tennessee uh, looking good with opportunities amongst uh, they got they got a, a easy win against UConn next week, so they'll be seven and two going into a big time game at Missouri. That's a big game, and then they play Georgia. So we'll see what happens with Tennessee. Yeah, Cupcake City next week. They'll get a little reprieve playing Connecticut at home uh, next week. UConn is uh, one of the worst teams in the NCAA this year and last couple of years. Yep. So that'll be a pretty easy game for Tennessee again playing at home. Uh, then they got to play Missouri. And then a big-time game at home, though, against Georgia. Then they finish off with uh, Vanderbilt playing again at Tennessee as the final game before uh, their championships. First SEC team on our list here, number 18 is another group of five uh, school, Air Force, who right now, according to our calculations, would get a New Year's Six Bowl game if they continue on this path. They are undefeated in the Mountain West, have a stranglehold for the number one spot, just beat UNLV, who they were tied with yesterday. And, uh, or no, I'm sorry, UNLV lost to Fresno. Played Colorado State. They played Colorado State yesterday, dominated. I mean, they dominated everybody they've played, and they haven't played a great schedule by any sense of the imagination, but you can only play who's on your schedule. They get another military game next week against Army, then they go to the island and play Hawaii, you get UNLV at home, and then you end your season on the blue turf at Boise State, who looked very good yesterday. We'll see if Air Force can run the table here, Boogs, but they come in number 18. Tell you what, watch out for UNLV to be able to maybe even upset Air Force uh, with that last game. Uh, played Fresno State, really, really tough. A lot of people are saying UNLV could possibly even win this conference. Uh, Fresno State only won by seven yesterday uh, against UNLV, and UNLV was dominating that uh, that game the entire game until the yeah. uh, late in the game. Uh, Air Force better watch out for that final game before they can get in. I 100% agree. We'll see what happens with Air Force. They come in at 18. Number 17 is Louisville. Louisville comes in at 7-1. And, and I'll tell you something about Louisville. It looks like they could be on a collision course with Florida State to play in the ACC championship game. They get a home game against Virginia Tech, who they are one game up in the win column on. If they beat Virginia Tech, they are most likely going to be in the ACC championship game. And they got some tough games ahead, though. At Miami's no slouch and Kentucky at home. But if... Man, could you imagine 11 and 1 Louisville playing in an ACC championship game against undefeated Florida State potentially? It can happen. You know, and we'll at that point, that is what Louisville who is on the bubble cuz they do only have one loss. Their one loss is at Pitt though by 17 points. That's a bad loss. Bad loss. Too. If they even run the table and win the ACC, they're going to need some help at the top because nobody's loss is going to be that bad than that Pitt. Agree. Oregon State is 16 and Utah is 15 for our uh, middle-of-the-road rankings. Both of these teams lost yesterday. They were both uh, hoping to win the Pac-12, but they both lost games yesterday. Um, Oregon State lost late by three at Arizona. Their other loss is 38-35 at Washington State. When you look at this Utah team, Utah got their doors blown off. And I give them the benefit of the doubt. They haven't had Cam Rising, who's their best player. But they lost to Oregon and Oregon State. They just can't get away from those uh, Oregon schools. And so Oregon State is 16 and Utah is 15. And right now, um, both of these teams have two losses in the Pac-12. So 
It's looking like the Pac-12 could potentially come down to Washington, USC, and Oregon. I would personally love to see a Washington-Oregon rematch in the Pac-12 championship game because that game, that three-point win for Washington against Oregon was amazing. I'll tell you what, too. um, You know, this is the gauntlet that we've been talking about for the last few weeks. And I would say for futures, watch out for these Pac-12 teams in the bowl games because – the competition is very fierce right now in the Pac-12. So obviously the cream will rise to the top, and we're seeing what happens with uh, the best teams from that those the, this conference yeah. being able to take care of business, yeah. um, i.e. Washington, Oregon, because they're going to just dominate the rest of the season. Uh, but, I mean, you do have a backup Barnes uh, quarterbacking for Utah, no Cam Rising, and uh, – the the just the dominance that Oregon was showing yesterday, thirty five to six over Utah, yeah. at Utah no less. Uh, Barnes only threw for one thirty six with two picks. Um, Bo Nix just did what he did, and he's he's just a great quarterback. So you're looking at a, a more dominant Oregon team, but watch out for these Pac twelve teams during the 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 bowl season. Yeah, uh, they should be able to take care of business, I believe. Pac twelve is the best conference in all the land, and we have two Pac twelve teams right there. Um, 12, 13, and 14 in our rankings. Uh, this will pretty much round out the teams who are on the outside looking in. Notre Dame with a 58-7 win yesterday comes in at number 12. LSU, who was idle at 6-2, and two, is going to be 13, with Missouri at 7-1 and one, um, at 14. Why does LSU rank above Missouri? Because they beat Missouri. Yep. So that's where we're at, 12, 13, and 14. Notre Dame, LSU, and Missouri. Yeah, you're looking at a Notre Dame team that destroyed uh, their opponent yesterday, was able to take care of business. Um, again, LSU, Missouri, uh, big-time wins. And, of course, we're looking at an LSU team that uh, I think can, can creep up and uh, possibly win in the SEC if they get a little bit of luck. Notre Dame, it comes in at 12 because Notre Dame is by far the best two-loss two team out there. Their schedule has been crazy. I mean, they lost at the gun to Ohio State. They beat Duke at Duke. They lost at Louisville, but they beat USC. And then they beat Pitt by 50. And why is Notre Dame ranked above Louisville, you ask? Because, yeah, Louisville might have beat Notre Dame, but you look at Louisville's loss at Pitt is screaming that that was a fluke that they beat Notre Dame because Notre Dame beat Pitt by 50 points. Crushed, crushed Pitt and crushed USC, quite honestly, 48-20. Yeah. to 20. So you're looking at a Notre Dame team that, again, with led by Sam Hartman, mm-hmm. uh, the transfer out of Wake Forest that's been able to take care of business. That offense is really clicking and uh, looking forward to seeing uh, what happens in the coming weeks with them. They finished their season at Clemson, home to Wake, and at Stanford. Chance to run on the table, maybe go 10-2 and two and get themselves a, uh, a New Year's Six Bowl game. We now move into the top 11. These are the 11 teams that have a chance to win the national championship. And we could not put this together any better. Oklahoma comes in at 11, Boogs, after dropping that loss to Kansas. Why is Oklahoma the lowest one-loss team? Because they have the worst loss of all the one-loss teams. Think about this. Yes. Oregon lost at Washington by three. Texas lost to Oklahoma in a close one. Alabama lost to Texas. Penn State lost to Ohio State. And Ole Miss lost to Alabama. All of those one-loss teams have something in common. They lost to one another. Yes. Oklahoma lost at Kansas. They 
do not get rewarded for that. Number 11, Oklahoma. Yeah, you got to go with uh, this team falling apart yesterday, not being able to take care of business against a Kansas team that's been upstart. Um, I mean, this Kansas team, just uh, think how bad this this team has been in college football yeah. for years. Um, they've finally been able to get over the hump. You're looking, though, at a Oklahoma team that should not, if they want to contend for a playoff, should not be losing to this Kansas team. I know it was on the road, but uh, they lost focus, and uh, this is what's going to happen. It was ugly. It was an ugly loss. They get penalized for it. They're 11th, but they still have everything right in front of them. Um, they obviously got the Bedlam game next week. They play West Virginia, BYU, and TCU. Oklahoma still uh, controlling their own destiny and trying to get to a Big 12 championship game and maybe even a uh, college football playoff appearance. But the problem with that is is that loss is going to hinder them for a long, long time. Well, yeah, because you got Texas, of course, is going to be ahead of them. Yep. And, um, you know, they have a lot of games still ahead that are going to be tough games. They got to play at Oklahoma State. Uh, they got to play a tough West Virginia team. Um who has a great running team and defense. Uh, they probably will take care of business against BYU. And then they probably at home in their final game take care of business against a, a down TCU team. I, I couldn't agree more. We'll see what happens with Oklahoma. Uh, Ole Miss comes in at number 10 with their lone loss uh, being against Alabama. So Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss really uh, making some noise here. And I think they are right in this thing. Um, they're in a round robin of sorts as they are a game back of Alabama, which is technically two games back. Their big game at Georgia on the 11th of November. That's going to be the telling sign for the Rebels if they can get into this playoff. Um, but they could be the odd men out. If Alabama keeps winning football games, Ole Miss is not even going to get a chance to win the SEC. Yep. So that's going to be a, a downer for them. I agree completely. I mean, Jackson Dart had a nice game yesterday, uh, you know, leading them over Vanderbilt, who's nothing to really write home about. But uh, again, like you said, they've got uh, some some little bit of an uphill to go because of yeah. that Alabama loss. Penn State comes in at number nine. Uh, they won at Maryland, uh, or they play at Maryland next week. Um, their big game is Michigan. They already lost one the first leg of that round robin at Ohio State, twenty to twelve. They need some help. They need uh, to beat Michigan. That's number one. Um, they obviously need to run the table, and they need uh, they need Michigan to beat Ohio State, and then we'll have to see how it shakes out with tiebreakers. But Penn State is essentially in the same situation as Ole Miss. If uh, the chips don't fall their way, they need help. If they go 11-1, they still might not make the uh, Big Ten championship game. Which uh, So Penn State needs a little bit of help going forward. Yeah, and next week they play at Maryland with uh, Tua's younger brother uh, playing – for Maryland, and it's at Maryland. So the week after that, though, is when they play Michigan, and they play Penn State, plays at home against Michigan. So they better not look ahead to that Michigan game with the one loss already to Ohio State. They yep. need to take care of business against Maryland first. Yep. So hopefully to be able to see that. Otherwise, it's not going to matter if they lose next week. Yep. So Maryland may give them some fits. They better better keep focus. They have to keep focus, and they're going to need some help going forward. Them and Ole Miss very much on the outside looking in here, but still have a chance. Um, Alabama looks like a team that uh, who comes in at number eight in our rankings. Um, they, and the reason why we have Alabama over Penn State, 
is just we know that's what the committee's going to do. They love the SEC. And the problem is with these other SEC teams that have a shot at this thing, if Alabama and Georgia run the table, all these SEC teams are out. And it's going to boil down to Georgia and Bama. Um, I do believe if Georgia beats Bama in the SEC championship game, Bama will not get in with two losses. Nope. Bama's going to have to run the table and beat Georgia. If and they run the table and beat Georgia, you will see Alabama's name called as a top four for the selection committee. I mean, next week they got to play uh, at home against LSU. That's a big-time game right there. So LSU, I think, is capable of beating Alabama. Yep. I, I really do. Uh, I mean, they come in strong with two losses, but – they're right there. They could mess things up for Alabama, so Alabama better keep focus there. Uh, after that, they've got to play on the road against Kentucky. Um, they've got a cupcake against Chattanooga, and then they, they finish in the iron ball against Auburn. So, uh, again, next week's the focus, LSU. Big-time game right there. Got to beat LSU, win out, and beat Georgia in the SEC. they got to run off five in a row. Texas comes in at number seven. Why, you ask? Because they beat Alabama straight up, and their one loss was in the Red River shootout, 34-30 to to Oklahoma. Texas is one of those teams in a five-way tie for the Big 12 standings, but they have everything right in front of them. Kansas State next week we talked about is going to be a big game, and um, Texas obviously needs to finish with one loss and win the Big 12 championship game to be in this conversation. This Kansas State at Texas is going to be a big-time game right now. Uh, next week, they are going to have some fits. After what we just talked about with Kansas State, Texas better not look uh, past them. Um, and then the next three games after that, they play on the road against TCU, on the road against Iowa State, and then they finish with Texas Tech. So next week, I think, is going to be their biggest test for the rest of the season yep. until uh, they wind up. Uh, in the Big 12 championship if they can get by Kansas State. We'll see what happens with Texas. Our top-rated one-loss team coming in at number six is the Oregon Ducks. Why, you ask? Because they're by far the best one-loss team. Similar to Notre Dame being by far the best two-loss team, they're the best one-loss team. Their one loss was 36-33 at Washington on a field goal at the Horn on the road. Best loss out of all these teams, and Oregon looked apart yesterday. And when you look at their schedule, Boogie, it looks like you can see Oregon running the table here, being 11-1, and and going to a Pac-12 championship game in a rematch against Washington with the winner to potentially go to the college football playoff. You know, every season we talk about, you know, who's getting in, all this controversy. Uh, but the bottom line is, is that... People want to see this big, like next year it's going to be 12 teams. Yeah. But for the playoff, but the fact of the matter is, is that every week in their own divisions, own conferences, Mm -hmm. they have a playoff going on. So Oregon's got to take care of business next week. It should be an easy win for them. Mm -hmm. Although California gave USC fits yesterday. Again, it's a big difference between USC and uh, and Oregon. Mm -hmm. Oregon should take care of business next week against Cal. Then they got to play in Eugene against USC. They play a not-so-great Arizona State team, and then they finish against their in-state rival in Oregon State. So mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing Oregon finish this thing up and then come back to the great rematch against Washington. And that is team number five. Right on the outside looking in, our top five are the five undefeateds. Number five is the Washington Huskies. And they have a gauntlet to go through, my friend. At USC, home to Utah. At Oregon State, home to Washington State. Right now they're 5-0, and number one in the Pac-12. But they got to take care of business, especially starting next week at USC. I mean, this team is led by Michael Penix, who has been big time the last couple of years. 
to be able to run this table the way Washington can and possibly will, they would deserve to be in the playoff, in my opinion. And I think that uh, the shine of Penix as a Heisman hopeful will be able to blow them up to be able to get into that playoff. Mm-hmm. Believe me, when they're uh, they're they're led by Penix, who is going to be a Heisman hopeful, I think that the committee will want to see that mm-hmm. happen as being a, a Heisman hopeful in a playoff. These top five teams that are undefeated, Boogie, they all control their own destiny. They because really if Washington runs the table, they're in. If Florida State runs the table, they're in. The loser of Michigan-Ohio State, unfortunately, is probably going to be out. And if Georgia runs the table, they're in. So we'll see how that all goes. Number four is Florida State for us. I know the ACC has been, been down. Um, their signature win was LSU on opening night. Um, and their regular, rest of their season schedule is not all that great. They don't play a single-ranked team the rest of the year. At Pitt, home to Miami, a cupcake North Alabama team, and then at Florida to finish the year. Very well could be possible that Florida State walks into the ACC championship game 12-0 playing Louisville. Yeah, and watch out for Florida to upset Florida State because Florida's going to be at home at the end of the season. Yeah, um, Gatorville could be uh, really crazy there. Um, Miami's been up and down uh, this season, uh, losing in a crazy way last week or the week before. Uh, but we wind up uh, with a Florida State team coming in at four right now. Yep. And, uh, again, they do control their own destiny. So we'll see what happens. It just seems like Washington going through that gauntlet in the Pac-12, mm-hmm. to me, is just a better better yeah. schedule and better wins against Flor- over Florida State. Yeah, we kicked around putting Washington as the fourth best team. Um, but their work is right ahead of them. They will definitely earn a spot if they keep winning games, Washington will. Yes. Ohio State comes in at number three and Michigan comes in at number two. Uh, both teams are undefeated. We understand exactly what needs to happen with these two teams. No slip-ups. And they play the last game of the season. Winner goes to the Big Ten Championship. Loser probably out of the playoffs. And, again, it comes down to that as well. And it's what happened exactly <laughs> last year. You know, yeah. we look at Ohio State and Michigan being able to uh, dominate each other and then, you know, let the chips fall wherever they may. But the fact of the matter is, is both of them are very strong. Um, you're probably going to see some type of controversy at the end of the year if that's the way it shakes out. Um, but again, this is why they're going to have a 12-team playoff starting next year. And last but not least, the number one team in the country, and I hope the committee doesn't do Georgia dirty because of their schedule. The Georgia Bulldogs come in at number one in our rankings. You know why? Because they haven't lost a game in three years, and they just beat the snot out of Florida in that rivalry game. They get Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee back-to-back-to-back, and then at Georgia Tech. So you beat those three teams in a row, all going to be ranked in our playoff rankings this coming week. If you beat those three teams in a row for Georgia, there's no doubt in my mind they are unanimous, number one. Yeah, Bulldogs take care of business against the the next three games. They got a cupcake, supposedly, in-state rival against Georgia Tech, who did upset uh, Miami, Uh, correct? Yeah. Correct. So, of course, we've got uh, Georgia at Tennessee before that. Mississippi at Georgia, and then next week, Missouri at Georgia. So you're looking at three tough games the next three weeks for Georgia. And uh, if they can run through that table, uh, they definitely deserve to be number one.
And that's our rankings, my friend. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. Washington right there on the outside looking in. And then you have a slew of one-loss teams. A lot can happen in the coming weeks. Got to be quick here, Boogie, because we talked a lot about college football today. Yes, we did. And we don't have very much time to give out these plays, but we got enough time to give out these plays. Today, Boogs, we have four 10 o'clock games in the Sunday night winner. Our first 10 o'clock winner today is going to be a NFC North showdown between the Vikings and Packers. Big time rivalry, but it's safe to say, Boogie, in our minds, Jordan Love ain't it. And Minnesota's running a little hot right now, getting right back into this race. You know, you had a nice loss for the Lions for them last week. And you, you look up, and now you're only a couple games back with two games against the Lions to go. I think the Vikings go on the road today and defeat the Green Bay Packers. Our first place, Minnesota Moneyline, minus 120. Yeah, it should be a, a good win for the Vikings to be able to take care of business today in Lambeau. Uh, you know, Jordan Love is not playing the well the way that they wanted him to play with no Aaron Rodgers, no longer in Green Bay. Um, you've got a uh, Jones at running back is questionable. And, of course, their uh, receivers no longer there uh, with Devontae Adams gone. Yeah. So you got young receivers. Vikings on the road be able to take care of business. Kirk Cousins has a nice game, and they come out with the win. Minnesota's right now the seventh seed. They would be in the playoffs right now if this all started. So trying to get the 500 and remain a, play, a playoff team are the Vikings, and we think they're going to do it. Indianapolis Colts is our next play. They host the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I don't trust the Saints laying any wood on the road. Colts are 3-4. and four. They're battling tooth and nail for a playoff spot with a top-heavy AFC. Top seven in the AFC, Boogie, are all at least two games above 500, And uh, the teams that are out of the playoffs are all at 500. So these teams got a lot of work to do, but everything's right in front of them. Colts cashed for us last week against the Browns team, losing by one point at home. Similar situation here. Saints and Browns are utter, utterly similar to one another with the good defenses. We'll take Gardner Minshew Mania getting a field goal at home. Colts plus three. Yeah, I like the Colts at home today. Jonathan Taylor finally coming into the uh, his own, uh, getting a couple of games under his belt. Uh, I like Minshew at home today, and I think that Saints defense is pretty good, but I don't like and trust their offense right now. Nope. Give me the Colts plus three. Colts plus three. Our third play at 10 a.m. is a matchup of two home teams, Jets and Giants, playing at MetLife. Uh, home game for both teams. The Giants are the impromptu home team in this one, but this is pretty much a uh, home of home against home. It will be a split crowd, and um, I just think the Jets are the better team. I don't really believe much in the New York Giants. They come in at uh, two and five. Jets are off a bye week. Uh, Zach Wilson went home to Utah, saw family, got to kind of digest a, a lot of what's happened in the first six games, and they're back at three and three. Small line too, minus three money line Jets, minus one sixty five to beat the Giants. Yeah. Coming off the bye uh, last week, I think the Jets got some time off to rest, get some guys a little healthier. Brees Hall has been on fire um, since he came off of that big injury at the end of last year and uh, started ramping up his carries. Um, you're looking at a Jets team, too, with the defense that they have. Should be able to take care of business. I know Tyrod Taylor is actually been playing a lot better, in my opinion, than than Daniel Jones, who's no longer going to be playing right now with his health the way it is. Tyrod Taylor gets the start. Um, I think the Jets' defense dominates, and uh, the Jets get the win uh, behind Wilson. Jets win. Jets money line minus 165. Our last 10 a.m. game pits a, a pair of rookie quarterbacks. <clears throat> Carolina Panthers are the only 
uh, winless team in the NFL, and they host the Texans today. The Texans come in at 3-3 three and three, right outside the AFC playoffs, looking to get a win. Bottom line here, I think C.J. Stroud's the better quarterback as of right now, and I think he has a better team, which is why we're taking the Texans to get the Panthers to 0-7. Texans money line minus $1.75. Yeah, the way that uh, preseason started here, C.J. Stroud did not look very good, but man, is he impressed. He's now, right now, the leader probably to win Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps playing the way he is. This Houston Texans team is going to have a lot of really good seasons ahead of them. Um, you're looking at a Texans team minus 175. Uh, unfortunately, Bryce Young has got a lot still to do, and uh, that Panthers team is not very good coming in at 0-6. Uh, look forward to seeing the Texans take care of business today. Uh, again, C.J. Stroud being able to be lead, leading this team, and uh, look forward to seeing them get the W today. That's it, baby. Four 10 a.m. games. We like nothing at 1 o'clock, but we do have the Sunday Night Football winner for you guys, 520 on NBC. The Chicago Bears visit the L.A. Chargers, and the L.A. Chargers, number one, they never have home field advantage, and they never play defense. That's two things you can always take to the bank. You know Justin Herbert's going to ball out, and that offense will score points. But the Bears put up over 30 points yesterday with Tyson Badgett to stand out from Shepherd University. Um, that offense looks good with him running the show, and I think he uh, really makes a name for himself on Sunday night tonight, able to really have the Bears compete and have a chance to really upset um, and we're going to take all these points. It's plus 10. That's our last pick. Chicago Bears plus 10 tonight against the Chargers. Yeah, Bears plus 10 looks really good. It has been bet up from 8.5. The Chargers, again, like you said, they just don't have uh, a – Staley is the head coach here. Staley has not been play, uh, coaching very well. I don't know what it's going to take for him to get fired. If they didn't get fired last year after what happened in the playoff uh, debacle, you're looking at a Bears team, though, that's able to score some points. No Justin Fields. But they still have been able to score. Bears plus 10. Look forward to seeing them on Sunday night. That's a wrap, baby. Vikings, Colts, Jets, Texans, and Bears. Those are our five teams. Once again, our top four in our playoffs are Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, and Florida State. Good show, Bugs. Good show, buddy. Nice work. Everybody go get those winners. Have a happy Sunday. Hour and some change until kickoff. Listen in. Get the winners. Bear now. Boogie out.